So on our Instagram account, I have followed The Living Collective for quite a while now. If you don't follow her, she has great content um, on other things. And actually, as a side note, I'm a huge fan of Young Living. My grandmother was one of the like original people to use it way back in the day. So anyone who's interested, it's not a plug. I'm just saying, check it out. She has been gracious enough to join us today to share about her miscarriage this past November that was passed naturally. And she is also newly pregnant and is going to talk about that transition and the feelings that come along with it. Welcome to the Managing Miscarriage podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. I need your help. Let's take this community to the next level. Here's what you can do. Number one, if you like this podcast, please hit pause and take a few seconds to rate it on iTunes. Number two, donate through our website, managingmiscarriage.com. Number three, share your story. Go to calendly.com slash Melissa Whitman to schedule a time to chat with me. Or number four, join our Patreon page for over 30 more episodes you can't find anywhere else as well as exclusive content. Patreon.com slash miscarriage. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash miscarriage. All the details are linked in the show notes. Enjoy the episode and thanks for tuning in. So Julie, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. So take us to what this fertility journey has been like for you, because again, via Instagram, I know a little bit more about you than some of our guests. You do have some kiddos, um, and then you had a miscarriage just recently. Right. Yeah. um, I have three kids. My husband and I had three kids in three years. So I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a two-year-old. They're all 18 months apart, stair steps, and... Um, I got pregnant really easily with all of them, had really um, low-risk pregnancies, like pretty easy deliveries, like no complaints, and got pregnant with our fourth um, last September, kind of same thing. It was like a little bit sooner than what we had kind of thought we wanted for our family, Um, but we were super excited and really had no um, context for a loss, you know, because um, everything had kind of been relatively easy up until that point as far as childbearing goes. Um, And so I actually lost our fourth um, in the miscarriage at about 12 weeks. Okay. So you have, you had, you know, three pregnancies, like you said, they were pretty easy, unremarkable. Miscarriage isn't on your mind. So as you're going through those early weeks with the fourth pregnancy, were you having morning sickness? Was it the same as your other pregnancies? Did you have any inkling that something was different? Yeah. So as far as like the very beginning, it was pretty much the same. I was really sick, um, you know, going along everything was just pretty normal. I went in for my first appointment at nine weeks and had that first ultrasound and, um, like baby's heartbeat was strong. Baby looked really good size wise, but I did actually have, um, a hemorrhage in my uterus, which sounds really scary, but really it's like, it's just extra blood in there. They kind of don't know what causes it. Um, it's pretty like relatively common. Some women might miscarry, some women might not, 
Um, and so whenever, like they told me that they saw that on the ultrasound, I was a little bit taken aback, but when I got home and I started researching, really like the internet said that there was no, um, tie between that and miscarriage. And I read all these stories of women saying, oh yeah, I had that, but then, um, you know, passed it or it got reabsorbed into my body. And so like healthy pregnancy, healthy baby. And so that's kind of just the, um, mindset that I kind of went with was, okay, like that's a little bit scary, a little bit, not what I was expecting. Um, but we're just gonna, you know, power through and like, we'll check back at 12 weeks and see what's going on. And so I think it was like a week later that my symptoms stopped. So those first trimester symptoms, I didn't feel sick anymore. I had more energy. Um, and I wondered, you know, I thought like, is this a bad thing? Is this just me feeling better earlier than normal? Like I didn't really know. Um, but I was obviously hopeful because I had just seen the heartbeat and, you know, seen the baby and everything seemed to be doing well, except for that little bleed. Um, and so I started bleeding a couple weeks after that. So at 12 weeks okay. um, on Thanksgiving, actually, Ugh. and it was just a tiny bit. Like I, you know, even then I really thought, okay, they said this might happen because of the bleed yep. and all this. Um, and so my husband and I were really still like, okay, we called. I had an appointment um, after the holiday weekend set up to check on everything and then ended up miscarrying at home um, that Sunday. So a few days later. And what was that like? So yeah, did you start uh, cramping? I didn't realize it until after I miscarried, but I think I had been in pain and cramping for several days, um, which sounds weird to say, but sometimes you're just kind of uncomfortable or, um, you know, I I didn't think. Is it stretching? Is it cramping? Yeah. Right. And so I just wasn't super, my mind wasn't there to think, oh, I'm miscarrying. That's what this pain is. Um, And I think, um, like, I wish I had known that having a miscarriage was really more like labor and giving birth than like a heavy period or something. Like I just had no information or context, which that's not really like a light dinner time conversation or something, but just, I had no idea what, um, what miscarriage was really like until it happened to me. And obviously it was very traumatic. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of why I'm here sharing my stories because I I just think there's power in sharing our stories and um, that like women that have gone before us that have miscarried that have gone through these things um, can normalize it a little bit for us and allow us to have more context as to what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole not alone thing is really powerful. Yes. Definitely. So you had been cramping and then did the bleeding pick up? Did you, I mean, the waves are like contractions, especially when you're that far along, it's intense. Um, One of mine was that far along and it's like Mm -hmm. hands and knees. You're going through it. (laughs) Did you experience that? I did. So my previous three 
like babies, my labors are really fast. Oh yeah. And so (laughs) I wonder if that also had something to do with my miscarriage because I think uh, I was like, I was cramping for several days and I was uncomfortable, but I was not like hands and knees in pain except for like right before I miscarried. Okay. Um, And so I was, my bleeding had kind of picked up each day, which was stressful. I remember on Saturday night crying to my husband, just saying like, I don't want to lose this baby. And obviously like we didn't know, you know, um, that the baby had probably died a couple of weeks before that. We had no idea. And so um, still we were kind of hoping like maybe this is just that hemorrhage coming out um, and passing that. But the next morning I was in a lot of pain when I woke up. And um, my husband's actually a worship pastor. And so he was at church because it was a Sunday morning, like leading worship. Mm-hmm. And I was at home with our three kids and um, kind of debating, like, should I go to church this morning or not? Which is so funny now to me because I was like, obviously in a lot of pain and stuff. But I just didn't know what was going on. And um, yeah, I actually felt my water break and I ran to the restroom and that's where I miscarried the baby. So. Wow. And again, you weren't positive that this was happening. So what did you do? So instantly I felt, um, like I hate to say I felt better, but instantly my pain was gone. Yes. And that's when I realized, wow, I have been in pain for several days and really not put, you know, words or thoughts to what was happening. Um, I was pretty sure that I had miscarried, but still, I think there's that just, I had zero context for it. I didn't know it wasn't actually a baby that I had passed. It was like a sack, which the baby was in. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was kind of more looked like a placenta and stuff like that. And so it's like I knew, but I didn't know. And so for a couple of hours until my husband got home, I kind of just was like, okay, like I'm going to go in tomorrow. I have that appointment. I had called my midwife and talked to her and she, you know, couldn't confirm or deny anything over the phone. And so I was like, well, I guess we'll just wait till tomorrow and then we'll have an answer. Um, But when my husband got home, he and I both kind of like, we opened the sack and saw the baby. um, And so we knew like that's what had happened. So, Mm -hmm. And what did you do with it? We um, buried it in our yard. That's beautiful. Yeah, we um, obviously it was really traumatic and hard. Um, We kind of sat there for a while just um, crying and we told our kids who, you know, my two youngest I mean, had no idea, mm-hmm. but my oldest started crying and he was like, oh. no, I, I wanted a new little brother. You know, that's what he said. And it was just so heartbreaking oh. um, to tell him that and to see him like genuinely be so um, sad about it. And then we kind of took all our kids outside, even though they didn't really know what was happening. Um, but we, yeah, buried it in the yard and said a little prayer and kind of that was that, I guess. <laughs> Good. Good for you. That's a, uh, with all the women I've talked to, especially when you're not sure if you're miscarrying, no one knows what to do at that point. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad that you kind of had maybe just a little inkling of closure there. It's yeah. hard, yeah. but 
Right. Okay. And then did you go in to the appointment the next day and did they confirm what, what was the next step? Well, I mean, after we like saw and held the baby, we knew, you know, um, okay, we miscarried. And so I honestly, I didn't want to go in. So I just canceled the appointment um, because I thought, I know what happened. I don't need to go get an ultrasound for them to tell me or um, whatever. I was kind of just like, I think just so upset. I mean, I was just crying continuously like for a few days. And, um, but I ended up going in a couple of days later to get blood work done, um, just to make sure that everything passed. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm stubborn that way too. (laughs) I don't want to go in now. I know it's done. Um, and how did the blood work look? Everything Uh, was, everything looked good. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So you were home with just your kiddos. That's intense. It was, I mean, I actually had two of them in the bathroom with me when it happened because as a mom, that's what happens. Yeah. Your kids follow you everywhere, you know? Um, wow. So it's kind of crazy. They had no idea what was going on, obviously. Um, it was my littlest ones. But yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah, that is. So this is November. Mm-hmm. just after Thanksgiving, what was the emotion like for you going and, and for your husband going through the holidays? Um, it was really hard. We, I mean, I felt, I remember I miscarried on a Sunday. I remember Wednesday waking up and not immediately crying and being like, okay, maybe I'm, you know, moving past it or getting better. And of course, you know, that was not necessarily the case. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was an emotional few weeks. My husband being a pastor, it's a very busy time. Yes. Uh, the holidays. So, I mean, he was pretty busy at work, but um, everyone was super gracious to give him time off to be home with us. And um, actually, my husband turned 30 right before Christmas, a few days before. And so I had planned this trip to New York, this surprise trip for him, like way before the miscarriage. Um, and so we ended up still going on that, which was really great, but it was also one of those things like we weren't able to escape what had happened. You know, it wasn't like, oh, we're in New York now. We're fine. You know, it was like, oh, we're in New York now, still dealing with our grief and processing, uh, still processing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we came home from that, had Christmas um, and it was really emotional. I remember really just I just remember being really emotional thinking like I really hope we have a baby like I'm holding a baby at Christmas next year you know like that's what I had envisioned that's what I had um, hoped for obviously in our baby that had been due in June Um, and just really I just thought oh well I don't know why that was where my mind went but I just thought maybe next year at Christmas I'll be holding a baby and some of this pain will go away or some of this pain I'm feeling will make sense or something like that. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. A, a new milestone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you are newly pregnant again. Yeah. And what was it like when you saw that pregnancy test? Well, I mean, like I said earlier, so we had three kids in three years and even our fourth pregnancy happened earlier than we had um, kind of planned. And so I went for nine months not getting pregnant in between the miscarriage and 
seeing that positive pregnancy test. And so I think over those nine months, it was really emotional. And I was dealing with obviously a lot. I was dealing with like the trauma and the grief of the baby we lost, but also like this monthly reminder, like you're not pregnant and and you wanted and to be. Yeah. And wanting to be and wondering why. And so we hit a couple or I hit a couple milestones in that. One of them was um, the month that I would have had a baby in December, um, like this year of 2019. And I remember I wasn't pregnant that month. And I just was so crushed that we weren't going to be having a baby this year because that felt like what we should be doing. You know, like that felt like the natural. We were supposed to have a baby in 2019. Like, I don't know why, but I just... It was a really devastating month for me not being pregnant that month. And then, um, yeah, so, I mean, I had all these, like, questions going through my head of, is something wrong with me, like, physically? Am I, is something going on? Like, are we not going to be able to have more children? Um, I had all this guilt, too, because um, I have three healthy, beautiful children, you know, and people would say things, and they're trying to be helpful, but uh, in the end, it ends up being hurtful and making you feel more guilty because, um, they would say things like you have three beautiful children. Like if you never have more, I'm like, that's hard, but it's okay because of what you already have. And so each month when I was so devastated, I thought, why do I feel this way? Like, what is wrong with me? I have three beautiful kids. That's more than some people will ever get, you know, um, just, I don't know, all these feelings of guilt, even like on top of, my feelings of grief and my feelings of what I wanted and like what God had put in my heart, the desire for another baby. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense, but it was just like all of these emotions compounded. I feel like each month I grew so much through my grief because it was just such a difficult, um, kind of journey. And I know it was only nine months. Like some people wait for years to get pregnant and have babies. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a hard nine months for sure. So when I saw the positive pregnancy test, um, honestly, I was not expecting it to be positive. I had peed on a lot of tests. They're all negative. Oh, okay. And um, I had a dream actually, which is so funny that I had taken the test and that it said pregnant, uh, like one of the digital ones. But then I came back later and it said not pregnant. So I woke up from that dream um, and I thought, oh, well, it's probably not going to be pregnant or like positive, but I'm going to take it anyways. And so I took it. And initially, you know, as you're like, I don't know if you've ever peed on a pregnancy test, if you're like watching it go across the little line where it could be positive, sometimes it doesn't show up immediately and it didn't. And so I thought, okay, well, it's negative. And I kind of set it down, did something else and looked over at it. And I thought, oh, that's a positive pregnancy test, you know? And, um, I just like immediately butterflies, you know, and I, um, was super excited to tell my husband. Um, and like immediately I felt so relieved and so excited. And then as we started kind of telling family and close friends, I, I started to feel really anxious. Um, like, I don't know if telling people made it more real or, put pressure on the pregnancy or something, if that makes sense. But yeah, I can relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so we found out three weeks ago and since then I have felt a lot of anxiety, 
um, about the pregnancy. I've had a couple of blood tests to check my HCG levels, and they were going up just like they should. Uh, And we'll go next week for our first ultrasound. Um, So I'm obviously really nervous about there being a bleed again or something that would indicate a problem. Um, But yeah, I'm really thankful, but definitely there's a lot of anxiety um, with this pregnancy that I've never felt with another pregnancy. Um, so pregnancy after loss is definitely very different, um, than a pregnancy before that. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So much. What is helping you cope with that anxiety? Um, well, I am praying a lot for this Mm -hmm. little baby. Um, I think my kids being really excited and, you know, they will ask, or my oldest, especially, he will ask, like, is the baby in your tummy going to die? You know, like, like, and, and, uh, and that's hard, but it's also, I think it helps me to talk through it with him and say, well, I don't know. We're not in control of that. You know, like we just are going to pray that this baby is healthy and strong. And so it's almost like he puts this very real like literal wording to what I feel um and then I'm able to kind of talk through that with him and help him but I mean they're very excited and so that helps and also anyone we've told like of our close friends and family um is just so happy and so thrilled for us and they know the journey that we've been on um and so that's really helpful too and you mentioned this earlier um but using Young Living Essential Oils, like one of my favorites to use is Valor. And uh, it really calms a lot of anxiety for me too. So I think I actually put in the e-guide that I wrote. um, Well, Clary Sage helped me because all four of the miscarriages I did pass naturally and Clary Sage helped Mm. the ones that were taking a while. But for those listening who have already passed it, uh, Joy is a game changer for me, you guys. And this is in my practice and for years. Like, I mean, this has been since I was a child that my grandmother has used Young Living. And Joy just has such a power to pull you into the present moment and lift you up. It's insane. I don't know if it's the rose in it or just the combination. So if anyone, yeah. if you're mildly interested, um, Valor and Joy are good places to start. <laughs> really, yes, in my for sure. And I've also been using one called Release a lot. Um, oh, like I've never really the, used that one for oh my, like emotions. I don't know why. Oh I have gosh, it. So helpful. I really do. Like, I know people are like, oh, emotional, you know, support with oils, whatever. But like, don't forget it to try it. You know, like once you do try it, you're like, oh, I really do feel like I've been able to release some of those negative emotions or you feel supported when you use them. And so I I'm so thankful that that's been a piece of my miscarriage story is being able to use those things to support uh, my emotions because I don't know, you know, where I'd be if I hadn't had that. Feeling supported is a really good way to put it. Yeah. Because on days where I'm like, I just need something, you know, still (laughs) to this day, you know, I'm like, okay, let's, it's grounding. You're working with, you know, natural, um, essential oils. Oh, they're just wonderful. They're so wonderful. You guys, I know 
I don't normally talk about myself or my practice or my own life on this podcast. So sorry if someone doesn't want to hear it and it's infiltrating right now, but I'm very passionate about oils as well. So <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Um, and, and just follow her, you guys. Um, Julia posts really, really, I was scrolling through while we were waiting to connect for this podcast. You do a really good job posting like, hey, I use this one for, you know, helping with whatever. Yeah, whatever the things you. you have really beautiful posts and they are super informative so oh, thank you so you much. can even just start by following her and see if that <laughs> sounds interesting to you because going through miscarriage you need all the tools you can get really yes, and that's, that's what i so found true. yeah and for for everyone listening um a lot of you have already read through the e-guide there's you know herbs in there there's all different things and it it lists oils that are helpful. So um, don't skip over that section. Check it out. (laughs) Check Julia out. And anything else that you want to share with us today? I don't think so, but I am really thankful that you're doing this and that you're giving people a platform to share their stories because um, that was such an important part, I think, of me through the grieving process, like feeling validated in how I felt because there were moments and days where I felt like a crazy person. I really, I yes. thought, why? Oh my God. So, Thank you for saying that. <laughs> like, why am I so devastated over this yeah. person that I didn't know, you know, or, um, you know, obviously it's a very personal kind of loss. So no one else really understands unless they've been through it, um, how you're feeling. And really they have no context of even how you should be feeling because it's kind of this thing that people don't talk about a ton. And so when I would hear stories or read stories or even just have women um, message me on Instagram or something, you know, like uh, responding to a post that I would do, um, it was so validating and it helped me to like, I'd wake up the next morning every time I had an interaction like that thinking like, okay, I can do this. Yes. <laughs> you know, Like, okay, I'm not crazy for how I feel and for what I'm going through. Like, I just heard from so-and-so that, that they were feeling the same thing, you know? Um, so thank you so much for, um, for doing this and for giving women this platform. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you for your time today. I know yeah. with three little ones and an awesome business, you are busy, but this is going to help so many people. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's an honor. Hey you, stay connected. Find us on Instagram at Managing Miscarriage, on Facebook at Miscarriage Nonprofit, and don't forget to download the free e-guide on our website, managingmiscarriage.com. Please rate and review this podcast to help other women find us and consider sharing your story. Hang in there, mama.